there's a, a even a breaking point where you're just ready to influence more people and be in a space to to really let your genius shine and i think that takes confidence i think it's i think it takes i think it's i think it's all a timing thing so i think it happens at the right time and Mm -hmm. to not be regretful or shameful that it hasn't happened before because that's that battle too for sure hey there i'm ani michalski wellness coach therapist and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos this podcast is for moms who desperately need a break but refuse to take one you know who you are You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We We have here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, a friend of mine, Shelby Joe Long. Welcome to the show, Shelby. Great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for this conversation. So Shelby is a multi-talented individual who wears multiple hats as an entrepreneur, professor, published author, and business consultant. Her expertise lies in helping busy professionals turn their skills and knowledge into a lucrative income stream. With her guidance and support, individuals can transform their passion into a successful business venture. In today's episode, Shelby will be sharing with us how to discover and live your passion so that you can feel fulfilled in your work. So before we dive into all of that, would you mind sharing with us more about your journey and what what has brought you to where you are today? Mm, how much time do we have? I okay. know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have read your book, so I know your story, but there's listeners that just kind of give us a, a, I'll a give bird's you, eye view. <laughs> the, the broad overview. So the most recent thing, I've been, I'm a professor at Rocky Mountain College. I've been there for 17 years. Um, I love teaching. Um, I have passion for teaching. I, I entered into being a professor after I graduated college. Um, but the other kind of background piece of that is that I'm a college debate coach. I was a competitor in college and then I wanted to give back to the college debate community. And it's such a great, vibrant community and traveled all over the world and the U S and it was really fun. And, uh, then COVID happened and it kind of killed that, but I I still teach at the college. I work half time and I, and I teach the classes in business communication and organizational communication. I public speaking, small group, all those basic communication pieces. So I teach about business communication, but then I was ready to step out of the classroom and step into businesses and talk to businesses about their communication methods and how to make them more productive and more efficient. And then I, on that path of entrepreneurship, which I started probably about three, four years ago, um, that then my consulting business has developed to that. And as a business, I do a few things, 
And so I have my own business where I work in the organizational leadership and culture space. But then also in my other program, I help people create businesses out of their genius, their passion. And so that's my own thing. But then I'm also CEO of a publishing company, independent publishing company. I have nothing to do with publishing, but I have everything to do with the business development after you publish a book because you don't get rich by publishing a book. You have to have things around that. Uh, and then I also am part of this global consulting council. I'm one of 10 people on that, the strategic advisor board, and we, we help businesses scale. And then I've just recently created a business about the, it's called the leadership apex leadership Institute. And it's all about promoting leadership and growth in leadership in our leaders. So that's you kind are of the busy, busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's like 10 different hats you just described. <laughs> I know, but fortunately things are pretty well aligned. So everything mm. I do in my own business supports all those other businesses. And, you know, like publishing company, I have nothing to do with publishing, but I do the business development on the other side of that. And then I have access to the strategic advisor board, which helps out with that. So I very much stay in my genius zone. Right. And Work right, in just... my genius, and then I pull in people around me to help solve those other problems that I can't do, like create websites and you know figure out credit card processing and all of those things. Like you got to surround, you got to stay in your genius. You got to delegate that power to the people that do those things really well, and you can stay right. in your zone. So right, what like people that that is their zone of genius, absolutely, right? and absolutely. So, Talk to us more about the zone of genius and what exactly that is. Yeah. Again, it's not something that's clearly defined, but <laughs> what, at least in my interpretation of it, your genius zone, when you're in your genius zone, you're doing things that are intuitive that to you, that are of second nature to you, things that you just know how to do that that have been developed from your worldview and from your experiences. And there's just something that you know how to do a problem that you know how to solve. Uh, I'll give you an example of mine. So I've been a pro college professor for 17 years. I've been in the college debate community for 20 some odd years. And so something that's very intuitive to me is, is creating a clear, creating a plan for a, like a lesson plan. How do I teach something that's intuitive to me? That's something that I, I could put together a, you know, 60 minute lesson plan in a, in a very short amount of time because I've been speaking about the same things because I'm in that area. It's those things. I could teach people argumentation skills. I've been doing that for 20 some odd years. So it's something that's very second nature to me, something that's in my, in my intuition. And when I'm in that space, then when I'm operating in that space and I just know what to do, I don't have to think about it. I can just talk about it at, at nauseum for some people, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> and I stay in that space, but then I feel like generally when you're in your genius zone, you just feel good. And like you are more creative and you're more productive and you find more things to do and you discover more possibilities because you have that base foundational knowledge. So, you know, when I'm not in my genius zone, it's when I'm like trying to figure out the problems and what do I need to do to figure out this? But when you're in your genius zone, you're working in something that is 
that is innate to your knowledge. And then it allows you to be more creative because you have that foundational piece to you. So yeah. that's what I would kind of describe as the genius zone. And I'm, I'm fortunate. I built a business around it. And so I get to operate in that space. So, right. Right. I think back when sure you can like, resonate with too. So yes, like almost like there's been so many times like filling out, I don't even know, like not even job resumes, but like things where you've got to explore your strengths. And I remember being feeling stuck. Like I would call my mom or ask my husband, like, what am I good at? Because I feel like that's a hard place to identify for yourself because it, because it's so innate, you don't realize that I still do it. Like, I'm like, not everybody knows this. Like, this is so easy. Like, and I think when you're in it, it's hard to recognize what it is that you are good at and what it is, what is your zone of genius. So for people like people like me or like people that may be in that place right now, what kind of ideas or what suggestions, like where do we even start to even know what it is that we are, what what we're genius at? Sure. So I'll give you an example. I'll I'll answer the question, but I'll give you an example first because of what that conversation made me think about. So I've been teaching, as you know, I teach and I've been teaching, I just finished this class called um, business communication, which is the whole focus of that class is to prepare you to get into the workplace and to prepare you to apply and interview for the job that you want after you leave college. And that whole idea and that, so you got to put your resume together, you got to put your cover letter together. And there is a, it's, it's not just something that you do. You've got to do some thinking to, especially like uh, put yourself in a college, a college student, student. <laughs> you know, at that skill where you don't have a ton of work experience. Right. Maybe you have some as a, as a, and working in the coffee shop or whatever, but you don't, you don't have that experience when you're applying for these bigger jobs, but the activities that you do and similar to what you're talking about, the strengths that we have, that all of those teach skills. So, uh, so for example, 40% of students at Rocky are athletes. And I had a lot of, a lot of athletes in my class and you've been a student athlete for four years. That means that you've learned some pretty important skills about working in a team and communicating with others and learning skills about discipline and learning skills about authority and systems and how it all works together. Like there's a lot of things to think about. And, and a lot of these skills and this genius comes down to your communication and how you understand that and communicate that around with the people around you. I, I tell those student athletes, your, your front page of your resume should be filled with your skills because you have been working in that zone for four years, that's what you know, and you've right. dedicated yourself to that activity. And and us too, as entrepreneurs, we have that too. But it takes that time of self reflection, yes. right? You've got to you've got to you've got to do that deep dive of where are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, you know, put the chart together. What are my opportunities? What am I? It's a SWOT analysis, right? So <laughs> what what do you like? What don't you like? You know, right. Right. I know that I don't like accounting. I don't like yeah, men. Yeah. Don't, you can definitely discount that from being yeah. part of your energy. <laughs> I'm not detail oriented enough to deal with that, but give me the bigger picture things like communication strategy and putting together presentations. And I love those things. And right. so that's kind of just, I mean, I think that's basically where you start or like, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What do I like? What don't I like? 
And right. I think that kind of helps at least help you kind of identify where you gravitate your skills towards. Right. Right. I think, I mean, you're talking about college graduates, but I'm also thinking in my mind, like say when I, in 2017 was when I went back to get my license. So I had already had my master's, but I had, life had taken me in the past previous 14 years in so many different routes. Like I became a Zumba instructor, a Girl Scout leader, a, you know, director of a nonprofit. Like I was doing all of these different things. And when it came down to like, okay, now I like want to apply. I was applying to a mental health center and I'm like, what all of these things that I've done, like, what do I do now? And, and at that point it was, I could have used you then Shelby. (laughs) I didn't know you then, but I really could have, because I, I, I was at this point where I was like itching to do something and all that it felt like I was looking at dance studios. I was looking at like different things. Like, what can I do with what I know that I would enjoy. Cause they say like, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And like these kinds of things. And I really had no idea. So what I did was just fall back on like what I had gotten my degree in. And that was counseling. I had no idea if, if it was something that I still liked, if it was like in those, I'm thinking of like the way, like a quadrant, right? Like there's things that I liked that I was good at. Like I had no idea if it was my zone of genius, but I just fell back onto something that I kind of was familiar to me that made sense based on like what I was, but it was at that point where I was like, there's transferable skills. Like, how do I even bring that into making something out of, like, I felt like I was making something out of nothing. Like, what do I do? And how do I, how do I filter all them into something that makes sense? That would one, like get me back into the working world. But then even at that point, like if I had, if I had access to like your book or if I had access to you and to be like, maybe that wasn't what I wanted to do. Maybe it wasn't like, maybe that wasn't where my genius was, was like going and working at the mental health agency. Maybe I could have just completely like bypassed that and really dove into like my genius, like not having to go through all that. Yes. But in hindsight, like all that experience that helps you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. you You have experience and that experience at least helps you shape what you the the future that you want if you will yeah yeah because if we live in that space then you know then we might we don't want to be regretful we want to look at it as growing and all that but it's it's true I have the same thoughts it's like what if I would have started my entrepreneurial journey five years ago I started about five years ago but what if I started 10 years ago right Right. Right. I think about that but then but you needed to make all of that happen in order to get to where you are now yeah. Yeah. And so to be how, able to find that zone of genius. And, and maybe, you know, and I've talked to a lot of other corporate refugees, right. That are tired <laughs> of corporate America and they want to get out. I'm an academic refugee. You want to find another place for your expertise and your knowledge. And there's, you know, it's, it, there's a, there's a, a even a breaking point where you're just ready to influence more people and be in a space to, to really let your genius shine. And I think that takes confidence. I think it's, I think it takes, I think it's, I think it's all a timing thing. So I think it happens at the right time and Mm -hmm. to not be regretful or shameful that it hasn't happened before. Cause that battle too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there may be some, some women listening who are considering maybe breaking into the entrepreneurial space, but they're just kind of at a loss as to what, 
what they even want to do. Like they're not even at that point, like to decide a niche, like, or a niche or however you say it, but like, they just want, they're just curious as to what they could bring to create a business. What are some, like, what suggestions do you have about where they would even begin to explore that space? Uh, good question. Uh, I, th- I think that first of all, to be, to be understanding of that, like the answer is not going to happen right away. <laughs> it's going to take a while to get there, but that self-reflection piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, it just have it doesn't happen immediately. Like the people, the, the successful entrepreneurs out there have tried and failed many, many times, right? Like right. they say, it's not, not going to work the first time when you launch your first business, it might be different in a year or two years, you know, it's just, I think having that recommendation or that, that like awareness about that. But I, I would say start getting into a space where people, where other entrepreneurs exist, right? If you know, if you think you want to start a business, awesome. Start going to things like million cups, and which is every Wednesday morning down at Rock 31, right? Or For those start- of you not in buildings, check it out because it's a national thing. It might be in your yeah. town. <laughs> and it, and it, it, it's it's everywhere. So mm. there, there are entrepreneur communities or small business support communities in, in every community. The Chamber of Commerce, they always have things. So I would say to be in that space and to be having those conversations is the first place to start. Because if you're not in that space, you're not surrounding by people that are of the entrepreneurial mindset, you're not probably going to be in the space to influence you because you'll learn so much just from people, you know, like real estate agents and insurance agents that work on commission, like they they are entrepreneurs too. And so like learning for, about those methods and the networking and how important that is, I think that's a place to start. And then, especially if you're, if you want to create a business out of your own genius, I mean, the pro- there's there's a process and I talk about it in the book. You got to start with like that self-reflection and your identity and your brand and your your niche. I I don't think you have to niche down to a person or an industry or right. you know a place necessarily, but I think you've got to focus on a problem that you solve and and the transformation that you can deliver. Like what you're doing, like the moms without capes. I think that's a, that's awesome because you have a community. And yeah. it's, and you're providing a community of support and sharing stories. And I think that's amazing. And there there's a need for that. You know, that's a problem that you're solving. So I think that's, that's kind of where it's got, there's like who you are and the problem that you're solving. And then, then what community do you want to be in? Cause you gotta, you gotta kind of think about it and then feel it and test things out. And then you gotta be in that community right, to be able to right. Right. Work. Definitely willing to test things out. And I had read your book when I already started my business and I, right. I even came to one of your workshops. And so um, just having that clarity and every time I went go to events that have like entrepreneurs, just like you're saying, I feel like I learned something more about myself Absolutely. as I'm like creating these relationships with other people. Um, I rem- yeah. like when I first started my business, I hired a business coach and I just remember like I hired when I was like my husband, should I do that? Should I just because it's a lot of money? And he's like, just do it, right? Like I felt like he's like, you need the confidence. And like after a week, I was like, I could have totally did this. But the whole idea of being surrounded by other people who are on like a similar path was just like I felt like this whole world busted open. And I'm like, 
how did I not know? And just like when you're saying like, there's these, you know, in the town, like you have to look for it. Like right now you might not even be looking for it. They might not even be like, if you're listening to this and you're curious, like you, there are organizations that exist right in your town. And because you haven't been looking for them, you're not seeing them, but all you need to do is look for them. (laughs) Yeah. They're there. They are there. Yeah. And it's, and that, I think that's the thing too, is that that we get, you know, and just like transitioning from the academic life into the entrepreneurship world, like a, it's a very comfortable, safe place to be. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I love teaching and I love everything about that. But then I was feeling kind of limited because I wasn't really speaking to the audience that I was, that the theory was all about. So I wanted to get yeah. out to the business world, but then, you know, it, it it's uncomfortable. And so being in that space, you know, I'm an expert over here and I am an expert in communication, but then you step into the entrepreneurship world and you got to put yourself in a position where they'll start to listen to you. Right. You don't right. just immediately get right. that. You don't immediately get business because of that. So, so it's, it's, it is, it is stepping out of your comfort zone and it's taking a risk. And yeah. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that I've learned on the entrepreneurship journey is that, that, it's risk-taking and there is a risk to it. And yes, it's an investment in time. I mean, I have similar to you, I've spent money on coaches Mm -hmm. because I want to do these things and I want to have this bigger influence and I want to create a business out of my genius, but I needed a mentor, but, but it's risky to do that because business is risky. It's just generally. Yeah. So I have my own answer to this, but I would love to hear your answer. What do you find is the most difficult part about starting and building a business? That there's, there's probably a few things I would point to. I would say, I would say the knowledge about starting it and finding the right mentor would be my first, my first kind of piece that I would say, because I think that's challenging. So you have to, if you work with a business coach or you work with whoever, you want to make sure that there's a match to what it is you want and the skills that you have and that it's a good match for you and where you're at in your life. That you uh, feel the chemistry. <laughs> right. Because you, you want to work with somebody that helps, want to help help you perform at your best. Yeah worked with some people that haven't been that way that have been all about the money and that which which sucks but you know that it's capitalism that's going to happen yeah yeah so i'd say that and then to not be scared to to know that you're you might fail (laughs) not be afraid to fail not be afraid to fail because Mm. because that's what the our marketplace is constantly about that. Mm-hmm. Businesses do that. Uh, business, very successful businesses try ideas and they fail all the time. Right. right? right. And they make a lot of money and then they fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs too, that you try something and you launch it and then, <laughs> then it doesn't. <laughs> right. Work. But just no, getting back up and, and learning and, and moving forward. Yeah. And, and like, what can I do different yeah. next time? So. Yeah. So there's that don't be afraid to fail, but also know that there's an investment in that too. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah it might take some of your confidence, but it's the perseverance too, that right. helps you push through those things. Right. So I think just recognizing those things and, and there's not, 
nobody's going to have the solution for you that a lot of that's going to be created by yourself. Right. So that there's, right. there's a lot of those things. So I, I went through about five different lessons. Yeah. But I yeah. think it all kind of ties down to that. Don't be afraid to have the confidence and step out there. Mm-hmm. Even though the path might be rocky. Right. Right. And confidence will come with taking action. It, it will. And it will build because you'll, you might have a failure, but man, you'll have a success. Yeah. And then, yeah. then you might fall back and something might not work, but then yeah, you'll have another one. So, and then what I have found to be, to be really beneficial. I mean, I have, I have four businesses, which is a lot, mm-hmm. but and one is mine, but then I'm in all these partnerships and right. I love working with people. I think it's so <laughs> much fun. And if you, you don't be afraid to take that risk and, and to, you know, yes, it's capitalism. Yes. We're trying to make money, but you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. And so there's no reason to not collaborate with your competition. Right. Right. <laughs> it doesn't right. matter because everybody, it's all going to come around. There's a, it's a karma thing. It's a, you just gotta, you gotta, just gotta trust it. And it comes to trusting yourself first and, yeah. and trusting that you're working where you need to be. So. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. One of the hardest parts about I, I, in my opinion, is to um about starting and like building the business is are my own expectations, like keeping them in check, and especially as it comes to time, like removing the timeline and continually, like I'm always telling myself, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Like it's it's this is where I meant to be, so it's going to take some time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Like that expectation in particular is one that I on the daily have to remind myself of and like just keeping those expectations. And that's where a lot of that self-reflection comes in place. Like what am I expecting? What is not matching and how can I shift in order to celebrate those victories that are sort of come? Um, So we talked over what's most difficult, but why would, what are some benefits? Like why would somebody want to start their own like business or entrepreneur adventure or whatever, like why would they want to find their zone of genius and make something of it? Cause it's where you perform your best and it's where you are happiest. It's where you're most fulfilled. And I think that's just those, those things that are intuitive to you and they're easy problems for you to solve. That, that, does, that doesn't mean that you maybe don't like it, but it's where you perform your best. And then, then don't be afraid to dig into that and discover what it could, what the potential of that is, because there's, because you've only, if you know, it's your intuition, you know how to solve that problem. Imagine what you could do if you expanded on that and made that a business and helped other people solve problems. I mean, that's what coaches and consultants are doing and businesses are doing. They're solving problems for people. And imagine what you could do if you created a business out of it. So, mm. I mean, there's just so many possibilities. Uh, you know, I the, I could give you numerous examples. I've worked with accountants. I've worked with optometrists. I've worked with life coaches. I've worked with business coaches. I've worked with people in the ag industry. There's just so many different possibilities of ways to communicate with and engage an audience and when you're talking about things that are in your zone that, you know, it's, it's not limited to a program or a course that's online. It's community. It's about transformation. It's about, there, there are people out there that are 
seeking the same things that you might have the answer to. So, <laughs> so there's that fear in that. And I think there's a, you know, I, you, you don't understand the fulfillment until you're in it. Right. right. It's hard to describe. So, yeah. yeah. But, and that's not to say too, that you don't necessarily need to create a business out of your genius to do that, but understanding your strengths and, and living to your full strengths in whatever you're doing, whether you're right. a mom that's staying at home or whether you're working in a bank or whether you are a real estate agent, whatever that is, then understand that, that, and, and be most fulfilled in that area. So, yeah. Yeah. Any final advice that you'd like to offer the listeners? I think just don't be, afraid. I feel like you just did. Like you just were like, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> like, right. I'm, I'm very much a, like life is too short and you never know what's going to come tomorrow kind of person. So, I mean, there's, there's no reason not to be happy. Right. right. So right. find something that makes you happy and go for it and create right. a life out of it. And even if it starts as a side hustle, awesome. Have it be a side hustle. Yeah. You'll be fulfilled over there. Just balance it with whatever else you have going on. I know stuff is busy. I got two little kids. I've got four businesses. I still teach. So, I mean, things are busy. Yeah, you but, got it. Yeah. But if you find something that, that really floats your boat, do it because there's no reason that I'll be happy. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses, but it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. So Shelby, what do you do for fun <laughs> in between all of this stuff? <laughs> what do I do for fun? Well, you know, I was just having a conversation the other day with my friend and we, I was like, gosh, the sun's shining. I'm ready to like get out on the paddle boards again and get out and exercise in the summer. I love being on the water in the summer. It's a lot of fun. So we paddleboard and we raft and we do all sorts of things in the summer. 
Um, I I do like to be outside. Um, what I do, I would say this is not what I do for fun, but this is what I do to kind of be in my, so I think there's, yes, you could be in your uh, fulfilled in your zone of genius, but then also you need to not always be there. You need to take a break. And, um, I'm training for a half marathon that's here at the end of June, which I don't like running. (laughs) I'm not a runner never have been. Um, I, I'm, I wouldn't call it running what I do. I call it more jogging and and not at a very fast pace at all, but that's my type of running. I've run four (laughs) and a half marathons. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah. yeah, I was never the fastest. My my goal was always to complete it, not necessarily yeah. to compete in it. <laughs> yeah, much like being a, running a business, right? Like you gotta, right? you'll hit your stride. Give it five years, and you'll hit your stride. Yeah, but like it's all good. What that does for me, though, is it gives me time away from the screens. Mm-hmm. It gives me time to, you know, I listen to my podcast and you know, listen to something funny or something that inspires me. I I tell you what, I was on, on a run the other day and I was listening to this podcast interview and, and this, like, it just clicked in my head what I wanted to speak about. I just, I gave a TEDx last weekend in Delaware and it just clicked in my head how I, I, I knew what I was going to speak about, but I was trying to find the right frame for it. And then it turned out so well, I was really happy with it. So just when you, I think there's an important piece about stepping away from what you do and being in a space where you're not thinking about it. Cause that's when you're also creative. Yeah. So that I, the running and spending time for myself and making sure that, that I'm, you know, sleeping and exercising all those things, but then spend time with my kids too. Kids are, kids are little only once and yeah. they're yeah. sure fun. And so, you know, my, my son's eight, my daughter's 10 and they're really a good time. And so I can't believe I totally forgot to ask you about the TEDx talk when you went to Wilmington and I could have put that in your intro because I think you sent me your bio like way before you did the TEDx talk. Yeah, well, and the TEDx- So for everyone listening, she is also a renowned TEDx speaker. (laughs) Yeah, that TEDx is just, and I I just got back on Monday. So it's been kind of a whirlwind since I got back, but yeah, the TEDx, it's a, a lot about my book. And a lot about the journey of entrepreneurship, the journey after I got in the car accident. And it it really does come down to staying in your zone of genius and think about it, like vision what you want for your life, feel it means you have to be in it and you have to test things and you have to have some feedback and then you got to live it. You got to be in that community. And that's kind of where, where it all kind of turns out. But doing something fun is also a part of that too. So, yeah. yeah. So do you have a book that you would like to recommend? Well, yeah, uh, my own. (laughs) (laughs) I see your genius transform your idea into income. If you're curious about it, curious about stories, curious about connections, curious about anything communication related. I think that's a great one. Um, I also, you know, books there, I am kind of a nerd when it comes to books, but I listen, and I also listen to Freakonomics a lot, um, which I learn a lot of important lessons in Freakonomics about money and about trends. And I like all of those things. And I really love listening to how I built this. I have the book, how I built this too, but listening to those entrepreneur stories and listening to those journeys, like that's, that's influential to me. And it helps me a feel better about some of the challenges I'm going through, but B it helps me like understand that perseverance that it takes and 
to understand that yes, I'm in my genius zone and I'm happy doing what I do, but some, but I'm not going to like everything that I do, but I'm working yeah. towards the overall vision and goal of like being in my passion. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So where can listeners find you? I have my own podcast called the genius entrepreneur podcast. You've been on it. So your, yeah. your podcast is in there. <laughs> Um, I've got, and, and you can find that on Spotify and all the, all the streaming channels. I've also got my website, shelbyjolong.com and you can find all my resources there. You can hear me on podcasts. I have a YouTube channel, the genius entrepreneur, Shelby Joe Long is the channel. So you can find me there. I have lots of information out there. Um, also I'm part of the strategic advisor board. So you can find me on that site. You can also find me on the rogue publishing partners website. So if you ever need to contact me. Right. And all of Shelby's information is going to be found in the show notes of today's episode. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you, Ani. This was awesome. Today's episode is sponsored by the Supermom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their supermom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.